everyone. Let's stand together and turn to page 471. 471. He, the pearly gates, will open. 471 as we get started this evening. Love divine, so great and wondrous, deep and mighty, pure, sublime. Coming from the heart of Jesus, just the same through test of time. Thirty. Our Lord is a shelter in the time of storm. Amen. Five hundred and thirty. The Lord's our rock; in Him we hide a shelter in the time of storm. Secure whatever ill be time, a shelter in the time of storm. by night, a shelter in the time of storm. Fears alarm, no foes affright, a shelter in the time of storm. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a wind. 
shelter in the time of storm. Never leave our safe retreat, the shelter in the time of storm. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land, a weary land, a weary land. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land, shelter in the time of storm. shelter in the time of storm. Thou our helper ever near, the shelter in the time of storm. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land, a weary land, a weary land. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land, shelter in the time of storm. And let's do one more song, 611, Take My Life and Let It Be. If you need a prayer list, raise your hand. We'll try to get you one. Okay. 
you him, Stephen? Uh, start with Miss Rita right here. Okay. We had 80 in attendance this morning. Praise the Lord for that. Um, I think I shared with you Thursday night that uh, as we came up short on the carpet, I called and uh, the company said, well, we might not have any more of that. And uh, praise the Lord, they had 148 pieces left of which we needed 100. And uh, we got them. So praise the Lord for that. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but all the trash on the side is gone. You can actually see to the back of the property, and uh, that is kind of nice. And uh, I just want to praise the Lord for the opportunity for the class this week, uh, a chance for our church to reach out have an influence on young men preparing for the ministry. Any other praises this week? Ted? Oh, okay. Praise the Lord for the baby shower yesterday, right? Okay. Amen. I heard that was a good time. Praise God, men don't have to show up at baby showers. That's my praise. Uh, let's see. What's another one here? Stephen? Yes, we got the shower almost working in the men's bathroom. That way the men that come here have a place to clean up this week. That would really be bad. All right. Deborah. Okay, praise the Lord, Miss Tammy's older son was here this morning. George. Amen. Any others? Brother Franz? about the microphone there. Georgia. Okay, praise God. His will, his way is always best, whether we like it or not. Amen. Okay, Rita. Amen. All right. Any other praises? All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all of these praises. Lord, we thank you 
that you allow us to be faithful. We thank you that we can just continue serving you. We thank you for meeting our needs. We thank you for the good spirit that is in our church. We thank you for each one that has shared testimonies tonight of God's working in their lives. We thank you for opportunities to minister and just to be used in your service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's stand and turn to page 663. 663. Words of the song say, Make me a blessing. 663. and byways of life many are weary and sad carry the sunshine where darkness is rife making the sorrowing glad make me a blessing make me a blessing out of my life may Jesus shine story of Christ and his love. Tell love is far to forgive. Others will trust him if only you prove through every moment you live. Make me a blessing. Make me a blessing. Out of my life. May Jesus Take your Bibles and turn to Mark chapter 10, Mark chapter 10, and we're going to just spend our time tonight, if we could, in a story uh, from the Bible, hopefully pick out a few things. We're going to start in verse 46 of Mark chapter 10. The context is Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem for the crucifixion and the resurrection and all of these events. This is his last stop is the city of Jericho. Verse 46, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, 
blind Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man and say unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. I don't know about you, but I love this story. And um, you've got to get the picture of what was really going on here. Sometime I think when I preach this kind of sermon, I ought to go through and get some pictures and put them up on the screen. And, and, uh, but if you could just realize there were literally tens of thousands of people traveling on this road to Jerusalem for Passover. Jews from all over the world. And the last stopping place before Jerusalem was the city of Jericho. And as this group that Jesus was with was going out of the city of Jericho, I mean, uh, you can imagine the, no the noise. Sometimes I wonder if the Montoro family counts as a multitude just because of the noise that my children are capable of producing. If you've ever been in the house around dinner time, boy, it almost gets distracting sometimes as this one's doing this and this one's singing a song and uh, this one's uh, fussing with that one. And I mean, boy, it can, it can, get, it can get difficult at times. And just imagine 10,000 people marching along this road to Jerusalem and all of the conversations and all of the noise and here is the blind man sitting by the highway begging. And he hears all these people. Ah, another group of people to Jerusalem. Pilgrims. Pilgrims got lots of money. They're going to Passover. Uh, in fact, uh, this year during Passover, uh, we had a, uh, a man show up in his yarmulke. Uh, trying to let us know that he was Jewish and see on Passover you're supposed to do good things and he wanted us to give him money and uh, it was it was pretty difficult and, and I explained to him I said listen we do not give cash uh, to anybody if you want food I'll take you up to the store and he said do they have kosher food at the store I said yes they do I said, if you want some food, I'll take you up there and I'll buy you kosher food. But I'm not going to give you cash. Well, he decided he would think about it a while and he came back and hit up Brother Shaw. And uh, Brother Shaw didn't know he'd already talked to me and he got 20 bucks, so he was really happy that day. Um, hey, you got beggars everywhere, amen. But when he heard the crowd, he said, what does it mean? What's going on? 
Now here's the answer. Verse 47, And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out. Now before we get there, I want us to spend a little time. I like to know what names mean. Bartimaeus. Does anybody know what Bartimaeus means? Now they introduce him here as Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. Does anybody remember the phrase Simon Barjona? Bar is the Hebrew prefix for son of. This guy didn't even have a name. He was just known as Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. Isn't that sad? I mean, you talk about somebody who was a nobody. The only way people knew who he was, oh, that's the son of Timaeus. They didn't even call him by his own name. His name had become Bartimaeus. That's what everybody called him. I thought, boy, that's, that's really a testimony to who this fellow is, wasn't it? I mean, you talk about being a nobody. All he was known as is the son of his father. And in those days, they just did not have all the social programs and all of the things. Sometimes I wonder which really did better, but the, the, the social program that uh, the Jewish people had was if you had nothing, you begged. And so he was begging. He was a blind man. He had no ability to earn a living. There were no special workshops or, or jobs for people who were disabled in this fashion. And so he just sat there, but when he heard it was Jesus, he began to cry out. Now, how loud would you have to scream to be heard in a crowd of 10 or 20,000 people? How loud would you have to yell to be heard at Yankee Stadium in the middle of a ball game? To hear one voice. And yet, this man, it says, and many charged him that he should hold his peace. Now, if he was yelling that loud next to you, I'd be saying, shh. I often have to quiet Peter down during the song service. He gets going. And uh, nothing wrong with that, but just every once in a while, I mean, you know what I'm saying. It gets, it was loud. And it was obnoxious. And nobody thought that Jesus wanted to be bothered by this guy. They were on their way to celebrate the Passover. They were happy. They were re repeating all the blessings and talking about the freedom that they had, even though they were all slaves in the Roman Empire. Silly, isn't it? And uh, look at verse 49. And Jesus stood still. Now, imagine how hard that simple phrase was to carry out as this great surge of people were moving down the road to Jerusalem, and all of a sudden, Jesus stands still, and the people are moving about him, and, they're all, and it says, and he commanded. 
Now, anytime Jesus commands something, he commanded Lazarus to come out of the grave. Amen? It's the same word. I mean, there was authority in his voice when Jesus said, Get this man that's calling for me and get him here. I mean, there were people scurrying about the crowd trying to hear the voice. Uh, it took them a while because look what it says here. It says, and they call the blind man. So it began to be relayed through the crowd as the entire multitude is now stopping and jamming up in the street and everybody's bumping into each other and it's going through. Jesus wants the blind man. Find that blind man that's screaming and pass him on. And, and finally they get to the blind man and they say, Be a good comfort. Rise. He calleth thee. The blind man's still sitting on the roadside. And so he gets up, and where we're going to spend a little bit of time tonight, and we've covered this before, but I just want to cover it again. Verse 50. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. Now you look at the story, the figure that's there. Here's the blind man. He is a beggar. He doesn't even have his own name outright. He's just known as Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. The only possession this man seems to have is his garment that he wrapped himself in. In the desert, which Jericho basically is, it gets plenty hot during the day. And he would use the garment to shade him from the beams of the sun. He may have not been able to see it, but he sure still could get a good sunburn if he wasn't careful. And at night, it gets cold in the desert. I experienced that in Barstow, California. Uh, the heat went off in the building in the middle of the night. And I never knew how cold it could get in the desert. It was up in the 60s and 70s during the day. But boy, that was one of the most miserable nights I've spent in my life, trying to get warm in that little church building there in Barstow. And, uh, oh, it gets cold. His garment was all that he possessed. And what did he do when he met Jesus? He threw it away. There was a story uh, Mr. Clark tells in his commentary happened in a revival meeting in the year 1773. There was a number of people, both black and white, in 1773 in the United States that had gotten saved at this one meeting. And one of the Men began, uh, uh, it was one of the black men that had gotten saved, began talking with, the, with one of the white men that got saved as, I like the way he put it, as people who find Jesus have always done about their salvation experience. And he said, they began inquiring to each other how long it took them. And the uh, black man said, it only took me a fortnight. Now, I believe that's two weeks, right? Yes. 
since the first time I heard the gospel till I got saved, and the white man's mouth fell open, he said, I have struggled for three years before I finally found peace with Jesus Christ. He said, I wonder why I had to struggle so long and you got saved so quickly. He said, it's real easy. He said, you have so much that you have to give up to follow Christ. He said, all I have are these little rags that I'm wearing. And he said, it's easy to get rid of them and come up and follow Christ. What a wonderful truth. It's still real in 2006, isn't it? Sometimes we think we have to give up something to follow Christ. You know what? The beggar willingly, it says, and casting aside. I mean, he threw that thing away. He wasn't caring where it landed as long as it didn't get in the way of him finding Jesus. That was the only possession he had. There were some reasons. I, I like this. He, he threw away the wrapping of the beggar because he knew that if he got to see Jesus, he'd never be a beggar again. Amen? Jesus was going to give him more than money and food. He had, he had some plans, and I, you can tell by what was going on. As soon as Jesus said, what wilt, thou, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? He said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. He said, I want to see. And I know you can do it. He threw away that garment. You know, you cannot bring what you used in the world, what you had in the world, into service for the Lord Jesus Christ. The best you have. What does it say in the book of Isaiah? Filthy rags in his sight. The old blind man was able to see what he had was absolutely worthless. In fact, if anything, that outer garment, we would consider it more of a blanket than anything today, was just going to be a hindrance. Could you imagine having your opportunity to see Jesus and tripping on your outer garment or having someone step on it and fall down in that huge crowd, you would never get up again. He said, there is nothing going to slow me down getting to Jesus. What I had, I won't need anymore. And he went to Jesus. Now, it's really interesting, and we'll be done shortly, that Jesus asked him, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? What do you want me to do? He says, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Now look at Jesus' answer. He says, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. It's almost as if the blind man had done something. In fact, if you listen to some of these Pentecostal, charismatic-type preachers, uh, the, the fake healers, I love to call them, 
they come up, and if they can't heal you, it's because you didn't have enough faith. See, it was blind Bartimaeus' faith that made him whole. And if you don't have enough faith to get healed, it might mean it's not my fault, it's your fault. What a joke. Was there any limit to the amount of power that Jesus possessed to open the eyes of the blind, to heal, make the lame walk, to do the miracles that he did? No, Jesus is God himself. There was no limit at all. So why does he say, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole? Well, the answer is in the end of the verse. It says, and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. You see, Jesus saw into the heart of no name Timaeus, the son of Timaeus, Bartimaeus. I'll tell you what, I, I've read this passage hundreds of times. I said, I just want to look up what that name means. And I looked it up. Boy, I was impressed. Son of Timaeus. I was going, okay, so what's Timaeus mean? And I tried to look that up and couldn't find out what that meant. All of a sudden, it dawned on me. I thought this guy had a beautiful name all his life, all my life. Found out he didn't have a name at all. He was nobody. That's sad, isn't it? But aren't you glad Jesus is interested in finding nobodies? Because if he weren't, we'd all be left off the list. He's interested in nobodies. And by the way, he was no longer Bartimaeus. I mean, if we really want to follow this thing through, his new name was now Bar-Jesus. Amen? He was lost in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because all he did, all we hear about Bartimaeus from this point on is that he followed Jesus in the way. Uh, whose way was it? Jesus said, go thy way. He said, Bartimaeus, you go your way. He said, I am, but it's going to be your way. That's what happens when you get saved, amen? Jesus said, go your way. Okay, I'm going my way. My choice is your way. Whatever you're going, Jesus, I'm just going to follow. Isn't that wonderful? I love that. I mean, that's what Jesus did. And where did Bartimaeus get faith? Faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And who healed blind Bartimaeus? The Word. Amen. Where did the faith came, come from? It came from Jesus. You know, sometimes we look for a feeling. We're looking for something that uh, whatever uh, makes us go. How many of you have been reading the Baptist prayer? Did you? Uh, the last, I think it was, yeah, it was last night, wasn't it? The fellow was, it was actually Guy Goodell wrote the thing on learning to fly, and he was trying to witness to his, his uh, instructor, and the instructor was giving him instrument training. He said, trust the inter instruments, and you'll stay alive. Trust the instruments, and you'll stay alive. And he, he couldn't figure out how to witness to his instructor. Finally, he pulled the New Testament out of his pocket and handed it to him and said, trust the instruments. And uh, really, you know, you don't have to feel good about what the instruments say. 
My mother-in-law was on a plane one time. And the guy had explained to her, it was really a good thing that he did, that sometimes you get disoriented when you're flying and you can't tell whether you're upside down, uh, whether you're flying straight up, straight down. You have no clue as to what's going on. You can become totally disoriented. The only way you can tell what's going on is by looking at your instruments. And if you don't follow them, you're going to die very soon. And he got disoriented in the middle of that flight. And uh, this was before mom was married to, uh, to dad. And uh, she kept telling you do what that instrument says. You do what that... And she got him down. Otherwise, he would have killed them both. Sometimes we don't feel like following Jesus. Sometimes we find ourselves clutching the rags of our beggarism, hoping it'll be good enough to please God. Old Bartimaeus just cast aside that garment and went to Jesus. Jesus said, you go your way. Bartimaeus said, I'm going my way. It's just your way. Amen. He said, I have faith, but my faith is not in Bartimaeus. My faith is not in my big mouth enough to make me heard over all these people. My faith is not in all these things. My faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the Christian life, is it not? It's just looking to Jesus, getting rid of the things of this world, and just following Him. Where did Jesus go? He went to Jerusalem, didn't he? wonder how happy the blind man was on Palm Sunday. Watching Jesus ride that little donkey and her baby through the eastern gate and all the people cheering and screaming. I'll bet he was running around saying, just, just the other day I was blind, but Jesus made me see. Oh, I don't believe it. No, ask him. Ask anybody in the crowd. I was blind, but now I see. And Jesus healed me. Wonder what he did on Thursday when they nailed him to a cross on a hill overlooking the city of Jerusalem. Blind man saw that. And the Bible doesn't say so, but and we won't be dogmatic on this, but there was a group of five hundred people that saw the resurrected Christ. I'd like to believe the blind man saw him, amen because he was still following Jesus even though he didn't understand all the things that were going on. He was just following Jesus. And all God's people said, Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you this night and we ask you to work in our hearts. We ask that you would help us to see our own blindness and our own inability. Lord, as we look at this picture, we really really appears as if the blind man was seeking Jesus, and he was. But it was you that stood still and commanded that he be called. Lord, we thank you for your love for us. Lord, we thank you for the story of blind Bartimaeus casting away his garment, coming to you.
Lord, we pray that we would leave the things that hinder us, what we wrap ourselves in, what we hold on to, that we would just let go and trust completely in you. Lord, we thank, so thankful that the faith that we have comes from you, that the way that we walk is really your way. We ask that this would be true of each one of us here tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And before we finish that prayer, just going to have simple invitation, no music tonight.